0: Blog Talk Radio
1: This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. Radio, radio,
2: radio. Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to
1: handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Festivani.
0: And
3: welcome everybody to Keep It Magic. It is October the 2nd. I can't believe that it is the month of October already.
2: Welcome Thousands. to October. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jackie's trying to be creepy over here. I, <laughs> 2012, <laughs> make sure that you visit our sponsor at www coventrycreations.com again that's www.coventrycreations.com and that is also the website that you can schedule a consultation with Jackie as well since she is the dominatrix of Co- Coventry um,
2: and the what? the
3: dominatrix <laughs> of
2: Coventry but I'm really really nice and a good reader <laughs>
3: I don't know I've heard that whip a couple of times <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to a second, a
3: play to. by play on the phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: so it's pretty interesting. To reach me up there, of course, go to stormsestevani.com. Again, that's StormSestivani.com. Friend us up on Facebook at Keepin. Without a G, it's magic, keep it it, magic, and also follow us on Twitter at keepitmagic. And our website is www.keepitmagic.com, which new articles are going up this week, so you definitely want to check those out. You have Jackie's article, you have my article, you have Patty's article, 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 article. So make sure that you run on over there and um, check that out. Um, Jackie, uh, there are so many things that are going on um, that I just have so much to cover in our kibitz <laughs> section. Um
2: uh, Before you start. Okay. I have a question. I have sure. A question. How long have we been um doing this show?
3: This version or all versions?
2: Um well, keep it magic.
3: I'm um, 13 months.
2: And I call you every week for the past 13 months, right?
3: Multiple times a week,
2: yeah. <laughs> when I call and for the show I call from um landline y'all can hear me and i have to call storm and finally after 13 months i finally taped his phone number to the phone because i'm always fussing with my phone going where's
1: his number
2: because i just hit dial and it dialed it like magic and i was laughing today i said i remember when i could recite anyone's phone number
0: uh-huh.
2: even in, you know going into my late 20s i would memorize phone numbers and you know, how some people like look at the keypad to memorize the number. And I, I, I'd rattle them off. There'd be a little rhyme in my head. Yeah. I don't know anyone's phone number anymore.
3: It's really, really scary because you know, when you go to, when you meet somebody new now, the tendency is to open up your address box in your phone and hand them your phone. Right. And they put in their little, you know, information into your particular phone. I'm the same way. I mean, for for months, Jackie, um, I would have to look at my cell phone because, you know, if I'm texting you, I, of course, use my cell phone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your number is stored in my cell phone. Um, uh, But for me to actually call you, I would have to look on my phone, you know, I can't talk on the phone without a headset at this particular point in my life, so I either have a Bluetooth or a headset at all times. And if I and Jackie will tell you, I test Bluetooth with her. You know, how does this Bluetooth sound? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Take it back.
2: Get your money back. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so what? you know, I, I I can't I can't hold the phone to my ear. It's crazy.
2: Well, I had a headset, and I missed my headset. And I have tested several headsets with this new phone. And I I dislike all of them, so I'm gonna have to to break down and get the really expensive one that I used to have because I had the three hundred dollar headset. Yeah. Um, that you could do some auto answering stuff and and um I miss it. I and it, and it, I mean after I used that I think I got my money out of it. I used it literally for hang on let me do the math seven years.
3: Oh interesting.
2: I think I got my money out of it.
3: Yeah, I think so too.
2: And so now that I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking, you cheap ass, go get another one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I
2: really miss having a headset because I get a little kink in my neck by the end of the show, and it's not kinky, it's just hurt.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what do you have to talk about?
3: Well, as I oh, by the way,
2: Jackie, I'm gonna ha-
3: you're gonna have to do an intervention on me.
0: Another one?
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm like having to have an intervention. You know, uh, Ellen Mary, um, who's sunflower Tarot, our, our friend, of course, may have to help you with this one. Uh oh, girl, they now have Amazon cereals.
2: Cereals? Amazon cereal? Yes. Like like cornflakes?
3: No, like in weekly installments, like episodes of Lost. <laughs>
2: In book form? Yeah. Obviously. Yes, well, wow. they
3: opened up a part of Amazon that's now just dedicated to Amazon cereals. I'm never going to get anything done, I don't think.
2: When are you writing
3: yours? Um, um, Let's <laughs> not get into my writing. It gets me in trouble.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: well, it's funny because I'll find a series I haven't read yet, and I'll just treat it like that because <laughs> I'll devour that as spring candy.
3: Yeah, um, Carrie in the chat room is saying get a non-USA IP address and then you can't get them. Um, Amazon serials you can because they're Kindle format, so you can pretty much get them everywhere, Carrie. So this is, uh, uh, you know, really seriously, I mean, I've already purchased three of them today. <laughs> They're like a dollar ninety nine for like eight episodes. I mean, I'm just like, oh my god, this is See, that's,
2: Well, that's the that's the genius of it. I really have to buy stock in Amazon. I know. This is the genius of of that whole thing is because it um it it just feeds into um into our distractions.
3: Yeah, it I know. It feeds
2: into it feeds into allowing us to have a very small world where we get to judge everything.
3: Well, you know, this is what I will say, Jackie. In my opinion, an Amazon distraction is much better than a Facebook distraction. Have you seen the craziness on Facebook lately?
2: <laughs> yes, and I've actually taken to confronting it. You have? A little bit, yeah. I, there's so so. There's I get invited to a lot of groups, and unless I know who's moderating, nobody
3: likes me, so I don't get invited to anything. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs>
2: That's yes, because you keep your world small. Yeah,
3: i that way, too. <laughs> After I hear this, I'm here talking Well, no,
2: I, I, I get invited to different groups, a lot of magical groups and stuff, and and unless I really know or personally have met or, or have worked with a moderator, I generally don't join um, because, you know, and, and and God bless you. I know people have troubles and stuff, and they're looking for support from, from the world around them, um, <clears throat> and I wish you all the blessings in the world. I just... Um, don't feel personally for me the platform for Facebook is a good place to say, okay, everybody, I'm having a really bad day. Can you please pray for me because this, 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 and this happens. So, so that's not my personal <clears throat> um, choice of using Facebook for that platform. Now, on the other hand, um, there's a lot of magical groups, and people say, well, I'm, I need to do something about this. I have this challenge. I'm looking for this magical intervention. And you know me. I'm I, I laughingly call myself a lazy witch. And so um I find that if you work on what your own personal issue is the world um uh-huh. starts your world starts to change and things are easier for you. So this is generally my response to people is is that well, you know, don't worry about what so and so is doing and what so and so is doing. But the, the biggest thing and I also experienced this in the past couple of weeks, actually the past month or so, it's been a while, is getting um pulled out of my integrity. Uh-huh. And I'm watching people who who normal and I don't know these people, I just like watch their posts on Facebook who normally interact with some semblance of sanity saying, Somebody spray painted my house and I want them to have the worst look in the world and die, die, die And maybe it wasn't that bad but um but, you know, suffer, suffer, suffer because you're attacking me and I'm like, Well well, hang on a minute, don't get pulled out of your integrity. Uh, Because there's a big difference between vengeance and justice, and this, and so I'm I'm pushing back. Um, I'm pushing back. So um, that that, and that one saying, hey, you know, let's let's just some some things don't belong in in public, but also, um, uh, and I'm a little bit more private than some of the people that are on Facebook all the time. Uh huh. But it's just, you know, it's so easy to to say I am justice and vengeance and all this other stuff. I was like, well, no, that's called your agenda,
0: uh-huh. and
2: and you forget about using the the real world and all that other stuff. And then, and then saying, okay, why is this happening to me? What did I put out there? And I find, honest to God, and I like I said, I laugh and call myself a lazy witch, but I do find that when I figure out my connection to the whole thing and energetically eliminate my connection, I can quickly make a change. Quick is relative. Yes, I know that is. But, you know, within within a relatively short amount of time, change happens.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the thing that's, that's bothering me is that I, I will admit I do find some stuff on um, – On Facebook Interesting Ann Coulter's Adam's Apple Web page I find a little Bit interesting Um, uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah there's a Whole Facebook page Dedicated to Ann Coulter's Adam's Apple So I find that Is um, a little bit Interesting Um, And you know That there's a Couple of other Pages that I find You know that They're kind of Humorous but They're interesting Mm -hmm. But you know All of these People with their You know crazy uh, Political. uh, Political rantings from One wing to the Other it's just Like a bunch of Crazy I Seriously telling you I almost was Considering voting For Ron Paul because <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just because You know <laughs> It may be
3: A little bit Less crazy But um,
2: Well and, and, and your vote Is yours And I don't Ever want to yeah. Know it Because um, I'm, I'm Not going to Tell you mine
0: mm-hmm.
2: Although I think My friends know How I lean
3: um,
0: Yeah
2: But But it's still My own business And um, And and I, I, I It's all fear even the stuff i was talking about like like stepping outside of your own integrity because you feel you feel felt wronged or you know um you know how dare you attack my religion or how dare you ta- attack my views this is really this is fear based this is i this is just uh, it's like it's possessed by you know negative entities throughout this whole thing and and everyone's like dipping into their and staying into their shadow side, uh, totally af- afraid of of taking responsibility for their own selves.
3: Which, which you know, is kind of ironic, Jackie, because this week there's a lot of interesting um, uh, stuff that's going on astrologically. Um, combined with we have
2: oh, interesting a-
3: another uh, uh, kabbalistic holiday this week. Um, uh, which we they're all through October, so the, you know, through the whole month of Libra, they're there, so just be <laughs> prepared, you know. <laughs> we have another one next week. So but, um uh, uh They but,
2: didn't make the calendar though.
3: Yeah. Um <laughs> but but basically the, my, my
2: Hallmark calendar. <laughs>
3: But but basically, one of the things that uh, we have that's going to happen this week is that Saturn is going to move um, out of uh, Libra, um, which... Uh, is a sign of partnerships and, you know, uh, equality and uh, fairness. And over the past, you know, two and a half years, issues in regards to gay rights and, you know, the whole bully, um, uh, 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 I don't even know whether I want to call it a fad or, you know, it becoming more mainstream bullying. Um, uh, Awareness. Awareness is, is part of it. Um, also, there is um, you know, the issue in regards to the rebellions that have been going on around the world, um, including Occupy Wall Street. Um, uh, that's part of Saturn being in Libra. Now, Saturn is going to move out of Libra this week, and it's going to move into the sign of Scorpio. Um, which is going to be uh a lot different because basically we're really gonna be forced to take responsibility for a lot of our own um uh a a lot of our own actions and a lot of things that that we have done that have added to the craziness um currently out there in the universe
2: okay okay, hang on a second so Scorpio is we're having to take responsibility for our own actions what how do you get that from Scorpio
3: um it's emotional. It has to do with the unconscious. Um, it's the natural ruler of the eighth house, which has to do with family curses. Um, uh, you know, a, a lot of people have relegated it. You know, the eighth house down to death and taxes. You know, so you know, people. It, it's what it is that we have inherited over and over and over and over, and all of that is bound up in the sign of Scorpio.
2: Oh, but you know what this means? Um, what my next. All my clients for the next several months are all going to be family curse clients.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be very interesting, and it's interesting that you're writing about that. But um, but one of the the main things about Scorpio is how to work with the energy in a productive way. You can work at it in a non productive way and just lay there and be a victim to life circumstances.
0: Right. Absolutely.
2: Um, we we this, we talk about that all the time. You can, but you know, I think I think the um. So when does it work? Move into Scorpio this week. This I think week.
3: it's Thursday.
2: I we there's always a shadow of it coming, a foretelling.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And what it what was? I gotta finish a sentence. Let me pick one and finish it. What have I been talking about these past couple of days? Is that whew, people have been outed left and right. Uh-huh. Their behavior is being outed left and right. Um, political people. Um, I'm just watching um, folks in general in my life mm-hmm. being outed. Last, like, like okay, here's here's your weak spot, and you're going to know all about it.
3: A lot of that has a lot more to do with Saturn and Libra. You think so? Yeah. It's a balancing the scale um, sort of feeling. The two of us are much more sensitive to it because of the fact that we have Saturn moving through our first house. Okay. Um so we're really you know it, it's it's going to be apparent in one way or another in our lives because we have Libra rising. But
2: no how do you think Saturn and Scorpio is going to change like what I I thought people having to take responsibility for their own actions was kind of like I said this crazy thing and now um, I have to explain it.
3: I think it's I think that things are going to become a little bit more intense. Uh, you know Scorpio has a very much eye for an eye type of mentality. Um, so you're going to see people be very, very reactive. Um, you're going to see people um, really kind of more um, uh, intense during this particular period and passionate about what it is that they believe in. Um, a lot of times when we're passionate, with what it is that we believe in to such an extent, though, it is because there is something there that we are denying. Oh,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Um. And basically, you know, my feeling here is is that two of the things that we're going to be dealing with, in well, what, one of the main things, main things that we're going to be dealing with over the next two and a half years, is another large banking crisis and our reliance upon foreign money.
2: In the next two and a half years.
3: Saturn will be in Scorpio for two and a half years. Okay. So it is more of a um uh it, it it and Saturn is tricky because it's frustrating and it's basically you know um uh you know where the uh, uh where we begin to process our particular fears um in in the horoscope so people are going to be fearing about things, and Scorpio itself is you know kind of connected to a rather dark vengeful um, at times, type of, type of energy. So, you know, winged nuts are going to be all over the place. Okay? Well, that's
2: what I was going to say. Scorpio is more about secrets and and that kind of stuff. So that's why I was wondering where you're getting this. Um, have yeah. to take responsibility for your own actions. So,
3: so, because in transformative astrology, that's what you're going to have to do okay, you know that's the way to work with it you know in in a uh, in an energetic sort of way, so that you're not bound to just you know um the dark side of the sign
2: okay all right so now again, marrying those two things the positive side of Scorpio is that you're emotional you can look deeper into things correct yes you can put you can understand the deeper meaning
3: yes. Yeah
2: and then saturn is your hard work. Yes. Is you actually having something to show for the work that you've done. Yeah. It it it's fruitful work. So to speak. Correct?
3: Yes. So so one of the things that you can look at in regards to Scorpio is that it, because of the fact that it is dealing with a lot of the emotional intensity, okay you can look deeply inside of yourself and really do a lot more healing and a lot more of letting go of a lot of past stuff and a lot of dysfunctional behaviors and basically this is the way to look at it on a global global level our dysfunctional behaviors are going to come home to roost over the next two and a half years
2: interesting, you know anything else is going to happen what. I think, just kind of based on some of this stuff, I think you're going to see a lot of people um, ditching their careers mm-hmm. and following their life's path.
3: Yeah, it's it, it, it's definitely um, an interesting energy. Now, if you're a Leo, a Taurus, a Scorpio, or an Aquarius,
2: okay, I'm not on that list.
3: The next two and a half years are going to be rather intense um uh so if they,
2: your sun sign is that yeah
3: if your sun is in those particular times it's going to be intense okay here's the thing with with aquarius and Leo, okay, it's going to be a testing point. In other words, is who you're formulating now as an individual, is it heading in the right direction? Is it going to be something that is going to be able to have full fruit, uh, things of that particular nature, okay? okay. Um, uh, and it's basically going back to seven years ago, okay, and testing a lot of stuff that was happening seven years ago. Um, uh, okay,
2: what was happening seven years ago.
3: You'll have to think.
0: Okay.
3: <laughs> the, you, you, that's your homework. Um, uh, for tourists, it is about more realizing that even though that, that because Taurus likes security and foundation and structure and um, uh, uh, things to be reliable um, understanding that life sometimes has a little bit of chaos involved with it uh, mm-hmm. is, um, is necessary as well. Someone is asking in the chat room about Gemini well, a lot of know, you
2: know I just want to hear about Virgo and then everything else I'm ha- barely listening to but go ahead. Uh, well Virgo is
0: um <laughs>
3: Opportunities um, for you to uh, uh, really things, pull things together in a social sort of way. So this is going to be more, I think, about your publishing and stuff that's going to be coming up for you personally.
2: Okay. And then what about Gemini? Because I'm, I'm
0: Gemini. Is to, adjustments.
2: Okay. So they're going to be making a lot of adjustments in their career yeah. move and yeah. and their finances and everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, who do we miss?
3: Um, half of the Zodiacs, but I can't go through them all. <laughs> I don't have to.
2: Oh, so I thought maybe you could, you could do a whole big, um, like, I thought you could do like this, 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 this sign. Go read about
3: it on keepitmagic.com. Exactly oh. that I've got to say, because I wrote it. I wrote a lot about Saturn moving into Scorpio in my um, October <laughs> article. So people can check out the article on keepitmagic.com. The main thing to work with the energy is to work with the energy, not so much to worry about um, what mm-hmm. sign you are. It's about looking deep inside of you and really... Um, Getting to the root of a lot of dysfunctions and attempting to deal with it and heal it um, in kind of a productive manner.
2: I don't like it.
3: I don't so like we it. got that biggie that's uh, that's happening this week. Um, tomorrow Venus is going to move into Virgo, so that means. Oh, um,
2: uh, and that's its sign, right? Uh, no, no.
3: Venus does not like being in Virgo.
2: Oh. It's See, like, this is why it's it's like it taking out.
3: a prostitute and putting him in church.
2: You know I hate church <laughs> you know, uh, can, can, I mean
3: can you imagine you know the uh s doesn 't like the fine of virgo too well she's considered in her fall there, but here is the thing how you can work with that that with transformational astrology um, uh, is is that it's a great time to uh, build budgets, pull your finances into order. Really begin to start to look at things um, in a productive sort of way in regards to finances and really kind of crack down on spending. While Venus was in Leo, we were all like, spend, 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 you know, let's be happy. Hot summer, you know, got to buy the air conditioners, got to buy this other stuff, you know, got to be looking good, got to get me some blue, ugly shoes, you know, all these kinds of things. Um, That's Jackie, not me. Um, But uh, Venus. I have no taste. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but Venus, as it moves into into Virgo, tells us that we need to kind of sit down and look at um, our finances in a much more profound um, perspective. And uh, also, it's a great time in regards to doing service related work or to help other people. Um, uh, you know, it, it's just a, it's it's just a really interesting um, a period. So it's a great time to do charity, hmm. give to others.
2: Um. So Venus being our aesthetic, how we view life, how we find beauty in life, correct?
3: No. No. Mercury I think is so. how we view life.
2: Okay, tell me about. Tell me a little bit. Remind me of what Venus. is. Venus
3: goes. has to do with the beloved. Um, it rules love and money, um, uh, okay. and it rules what it is that we value.
2: Okay. All right. So what? So love and money and what we value, because yes. you know that's kind of where we've at put our values within what we love and. And what we've invested in. And with the practical side of Virgo, the systematic, Mm -hmm. the organizational side of Virgo. um, I get it.
3: Yeah. So basically... um, So this
2: is a good time to get your money in order over the next three weeks. Yeah. So if you're building a budget for 2013, even... Great time to do it. It's a great time to do it. Or if you're talking with the IRS, it's a great time to do it. Yeah. They'll accept whatever plan you offer them.
3: Yeah, do it before – if you're going to talk to the IRS, do it before Venus goes into Scorpio. <laughs> because
0: they start digging underneath everything. Yeah, and
3: then they start doing digging underneath anything. And also, here is another tip. If you're going to contact a company like the IRS, Looks always funny. do it during a void of course moon. Really? Yeah. Why? Nothing will come of the matter. Gotcha. So it is a pretty interesting thing yeah, That's
2: where we use the void of course
3: I know, okay. that's where we use the void so we have to take a break. So We have to take a break Cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com Where you can find my candle line Storm Sestavani's Tarot Magic Which I designed with Jackie If you have a problem in your life No matter what that problem is We have a candle for that So make sure that you go over there and check that out Jackie and I will be back on the other side To talk a little bit about Sukkot And a little bit about mediumship Do not touch that dial Here's the new song from Rihanna shine
1: bright like a diamond shine bright like a diamond i
3: Welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. I'm Storm Sestavani. And, of course, I am here with our magical diamond, Miss Jackie Smith, who shines quite like a diamond. You can reach her at www.coventrycreations.com. Do you, you see that?
2: at night something. and write these things?
3: No, I don't. <laughs> I do everything right off of the cuff. I don't I don't even write scripts for the show, Jackie. You know that. I, I have no cards. Most of them have nothing on them. I scribble on them while we're doing the show. So do I. Why? <laughs>
2: I want to talk about this next. That, let's, I yeah, I make a little paper.
3: note. Like, if you say something, you know, that I need to follow up upon, I kind of, you know, jot it down on a piece of paper. But otherwise, you know, I have nothing in front of me except an aspect list, okay, which is telling me which aspects are currently going on astrologically. Um, a little – oh, here's what's on my card, because we're going to talk about a uh, sucult. Uh, and I wrote down citron dates. Um, Myrtle and Willa. <laughs>
2: That's it.
3: <laughs> Just so that I remember which ones they are off the top you, of my head. Are you about
2: to quiz me on all those? Uh,
3: yeah, maybe. Um, here's the thing that I have to say. First of all, that was uh, Rihanna's new song. Okay, now I know that I'm, I'm not even going to say it, okay, because it would be evil tongue. Okay, I'm going to say it. Girl needs to take a break.
2: She's, they, yep, they're driving her. They're. I mean, and, and when you're young, Boy, can you do it, but you can quickly burn yourself out too. I'm old now.
3: Well, the thing that shocks me is that there's so many people that are just raving. Now, she's done a lot of great songs. Disturbia was an incredible song. Uh Um, uh, Umbrella was a great song. Um, uh, uh, Don't Stop the Music was a great song. S&M was a great song. Um, uh, You know, uh, uh, Love the Way You Lie with Eminem was a great song. Um, I don't understand why people are just cooing over the song like it's the best thing since sliced bread.
2: Well, it seemed very similar.
3: Shine bright like a diamond, shine bright like a diamond, shine bright like a diamond.
2: Okay, now you can stop your evil song. Okay. But I think um, when you were talking about that, I could just, and, and forgive me for going, stepping into the land of woo-woo,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: um, there, she's she's a cash cow, she's a money maker, and this is not her pushing, it's other people pushing. Yeah. And they've made her afraid.
3: Yeah. That's Let good. her take a break and make a good album.
2: Yeah, they're, they've. I think. I think they've made. They've given her um, and fed her that fear that if you don't continue to do this, we will replace you with somebody else. Yeah. We're gonna run you until you're dead, and that is. That's kind of like. And, uh, unfortunately, that's the that's the Hollywood slash American way. That's yeah. the industry. Entertainment industry. And that's right? pretty
3: much any industry,
2: by the way. Uh, yeah, that's true. Please, get, I was
3: ready to be dead at 26. Well, you, know?
1: it, it you can't.
2: Well, you know, and and let's talk about this for a hot second. Um, if I had, you know, I, I'm just having this epiphany at, right at this moment. Um, you know, I'm always trying to figure out what what it is I'm supposed to be doing, what the grand plan is for me, even though I kind of already am doing it. But at the same time, I I judge myself quite a bit and I should have, I should have done this. I should. I'm. I'm smart. How come I'm not? How come I don't have my McMansion? I've said it a couple of times. Where's my Lexus? Um, but I think about this saying If I had taken, um, had the ability to, and then taken the advice of pushing the Coventry brand out into the market that 20 years ago, I, I would have burnt myself out. It would have burnt itself out within five, seven years. Yeah. I think so. Instead, I took that that slower route to say we've got we've got something that has longevity.
0: Mhm.
2: So I think that that's sometimes when you burn bright like a diamond.
0: Mhm.
2: Burn bright like the star, and burn out real fast. Mhm. You could say, I'm so glad I didn't burn my candle at both ends.
3: And it's also I think why artists like Mariah and Madonna have had such longevity is that they don't release an album every year. You know, they spend a lot of time. Um in,
2: quality. you know, really you know, releasing
3: Something that um, they feel good about, rather than um, a bunch of songs. I have Rihanna's last album, and I like maybe three th- songs on the whole album. Um, whereas, you know, um, Mariah's last album, I like pretty much every song on the whole album. So it's a little bit, uh, a little bit different. But Sukkot is happening this week. We are there's probably a lot of people wanting to talk to some dead people in this chat room, or, or wanting to know about talking to dead people, mm-hmm. um, and that are listening right now. And Jackie and I will be getting to that in just a moment. But first, we're going To talk a little bit about Sukkot. Um, Sukkot is an interesting holiday, Jackie, because at Rosh Hashanah, we wrote the big, huge, gigantic script for the new year. Right. On Yom Kippur, we edited that script for the new year. Okay. And I will tell you, the good thing about the political system and the political season is that you're able to unfriend people on Facebook and not even think twice, (laughs) 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 and not even feel bad about doing it, you know. Or even care what that person thinks. (laughs) But um, the thing about Sukkot is that now what we're working on is more our particular environment um, around us and having control over our particular environment in the physical world. Now, Mm -hmm. one of the things that the the word sukkah, which is basically a um, a hut uh, that you're going to build, and you build those huts out of myrtle. Um, Date palms, willows, and citron, okay? Um, um Basically, you build, you know, this this, this hut out of this stuff, okay? Um, uh, and basically, the purpose for it is, is so that you can have control over something that is called or in Hebrew. Now, the word or in Hebrew, the closest that we have to it in English is the word aura.
0: Okay. So
3: it basically allows us to control the surrounding light around um, uh, uh, the um, uh, around the the body,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, it allows us to do this. Now, I will tell you, I'm a bad kabbalist. I did not go out into the backyard and build myself a little sukkah. <laughs> I didn't build myself a sukkah because basically, in my it, it, you know even though that I think that it's great to because I think that what that is basically is a giant altar mm-hmm. um uh, which Jackie and I will talk about in a minute um but uh but basically, I do have some citron myrtle um date palm and willow here that you know I'm using symbolically in regards to burning it and things of that particular nature, using it in magical type of stuff in regards to doing some inner work to control my my physical world mm-hmm. um. Jackie, what do you, what I what I thought was fascinating was that the um, the magical interpretation or the magical definitions um, uh, uh, very much respond to on the inner level what is going on with Sukkot.
2: Yeah, when we started when you sent me that message, I started looking it up, and I said, "What are you What are you doing?" Are you like setting up a um a, a spell for for everything and then some? yeah, it really kind of is because um myrtle is for general good fortune fidelity love when, um girls would um carry myrtle um for for in their bouquets and stuff like that it w- you would walk under a myrtle bough for getting married, yeah, willow is about ancestors and memory and Death and rebirth and spirits. And palm is about honor and truth. Date uh-huh. is about... Uh, well, that's the palm and the date. Honor, truth, and the sweetness of life. And um, and citron, all citrus stuff is about cleansing from you. Um, cleansing from you, sadness, depression, and uplifting the spirit. Yeah. In a different way. I mean, uh, you know, where uh, Frankincense, sandalwood. That uplifts you really high to the God level. Mm-hmm. Citron lifts depression and, and lifts you up to a place where you're you're of joy.
3: The other thing that they do during Sukkot, because Sukkot is always during a full moon or a full moon cycle, okay, is that at night, at midnight, okay, which Kabbalistic midnight for us is around mm, one something in the morning. Okay, um, so you take that. You take a blanket and you put it out, and then you sit in it, and basically, what that is is the exploration of your shadow in the moonlight. <laughs> so it's interesting, you know, that there, and, and this is the thing that I think is important in regards to ritualistic stuff, um, uh, is, is that. You have all of these particular um elements, okay, but really, what it is that it it feels to me that they're doing is more of this inner process and this interchange um than anything else
2: well, look at what you're doing is you're setting up um you're giving yourself a clean slate to start from, yeah, you've just written the story um checked to make sure your story was good, proved your theory, adjusted it and now you're taking your all your theory and all your story, all that energy, all that all of that passion, connection with the light and you're putting it on a very clean slate and giving it giving it all of its vitamins and yeah. nutrition and and giving it an amazing start. So what I was looking at when we when you you sent me these um different woods to use, I was thinking, wow, what this is um you know how I talk about sometimes it's hard to become prosperous if you don't know what prosperity feels like?
0: Yeah.
2: It's hard to find unconditional love when your definition of unconditional love is, is distorted. Mm-hmm. This undistorts it. When you set up these energies around you, so I understand why they would set up um, a hut to to get in there, and so you're meditating and you're absorbing all these energies and blending it with what your new story is so you are are creating a space for that story to um be born from
3: oh and girl they get really creative cuz it's really warm right now in israel so they have air conditioners in the sukkah
0: <laughs> you know it it,
3: it it they they've gotten really creative over the years with the, with the, with the, uh, the, the the sukkah <clears throat> but um but the interesting thing that um uh, that I think in regards to it also if you're in the in the sukkah and you're doing your meditation and say for example you don't have access to the air conditioner and it's pretty hot okay um one of the things that you're going to become very conscious of Jackie is the fact that you know when you have to leave that sukkah to go into your house to use the bathroom mm-hmm. that you have that bathroom in the house that you have the ability to go in and cook your food, um you know so you're also attaching yourself to prosperity, which my definition of prosperity is very very different than most people's definition of prosperity. most people um, uh, uh, Jackie when they think of prosperity they're thinking about unlimited funds in regards to their bank account to do what it is that they want to do. My definition of prosperity is um more from more from the perspective of uh um, being able to have all of your needs match be able to um uh, to have your bills paid okay. to um and to basically you know have a little bit of extra you know your health um uh uh it's being taken care of, your health insurance, all of this stuff, all of your needs are being met. That is a prosperous individual.
2: Yes. Yep, and, and it's resetting that definition. So it's it's really, um, I was looking around in my factory after we went through this list on, on Monday, and I was like, um, okay, what of this do I
0: have? <laughs> mhm.
2: Um, so I, I was looking to put it on my altar as well, but I think that, just making sure that I take some time with the light to to se- spend time with what it what it would feel like to to be born into that. What would it feel like to have that as my foundation? Yeah. Just bringing in the energy of those things, which is interesting because here's here's what Patty and I are writing about for the Akashic Record book. Uh-huh. DIY Akashic Wisdom should be out in the next um, twelve months. Thank you very much. Um, it is we've been writing about the shadow self uh-huh. the shadow side of the self and also we have been taking the process that we naturally organically do and when we go into a record healing and um create it like to put it on paper and um it this has some you you have been very inspirational in some of this in the conversations we've had about the tree of life um it's been and and what we do is we take it to a place where um, it's being born from a good, solid place,
0: uh-huh.
2: and and from a clean slate. It's it's just been it's been perfect. I mean, just all the things that we're talking about is is I didn't even know all that was um, connected with Sukkot. Uh-huh. So I'm just just amazed at how my life mimics a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And just so you know, um. Since we're going to talk about spirits today, I am not even kidding you. I, I'm missing some of what you're saying because something keeps breaking in on my phone line, and it's and it's staticky and whispery, and it's totally freaking me out because it's it's things. And I can almost hear what it's saying. It's
3: called a metalogue. A metalogue? (laughs) Yeah, whenever you invoke, the interesting thing, whenever you do, uh, you know, for example, if I'm writing a long article on um, uh, an astrological planet, um, that basically what will happen is that circumstances outside of me, uh-huh. Um, like outside in the um in the in the, the actual real world. Mm-hmm. Um, will start to mimic um that uh that energy. For example, I was writing about Mars one time, Jackie, and literally my nose started bleeding out of nowhere. Weird. Um, yeah. You're getting
2: beaten up by Mars? <laughs>
3: well, Mars is the planet that likes to fight, you know, so you will often activate those particular types of energy. So the spirits would say, okay, get to the
2: mediumship, get to the mediumship. But that's what it was saying. It was like, what are you doing?
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, the spirits I'm not, are not even kidding. You, you, know, uh, uh, you know, be afraid if it says, get out. Um, <laughs> well, it
2: was saying, hurry up. I'm not even kidding you. As I'm as as you were talking earlier, and I think I threw you off your pins for a second. I'm like, do you hear that on the phone line? <laughs> because, because I every every hair in my um, body stood up.
3: Oh my God, that's that is fascinating. So we're going to be talking about medium stuff, um, and. Uh, basically, you know, Jackie and I are not going to be doing any mediumship reading So if you're waiting for a mediumship reading, um, you're not going to get one But uh, <laughs> what we're going to have here is a discussion um, um, uh, You know, if you want a mediumship read- reading, go to LizystarInternationalMedium.com. You know, that's, that's all that I have to say um, But we are going to be having a discussion about it Because um, it's very controversial um, right. For example, in Kabbalah There's a large precept against it, and that there's actually a huge body of literature in regards to um, talking to the dead um, in Kabbalah. Um, I can do it, mediumship. So I'm a little, you know, I will be forthright and honest that I'm on the fence about the whole prohibition thing. Um, uh, uh, And then, you know, you work with that particular type of energy all the time And then there seems to be this other thing in Kabbalah also That's actually encouraged, which is called channeling Right. Um, for example, on the death anniversaries of a lot of the righteous, for example, Moses, Joseph the Righteous, um, Aaron, Miriam, uh, Queen Esther, um, Rabbi Shammar Yohai, Yochai, um, you know, all of these particular dates, you can actually use those dates to channel in that particular Zadik or righteous individual, um, um, uh, bring down their energy into... Uh, the physical, and use that basically for whatever it is that you're doing. And you can also use that almost like a magical talisman, Jackie, in regards to doing inner work or doing outer work that you're needing to do. Um, then there's also the whole issue, um, which I know that you deal with a lot, which is the ancestral type of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my, I think that the issue here is, is that um, – Mediumship, I think, is a very, very close cousin to necromancy. True. Um, and I think that uh, one of the issues in regards to the prohibitions, and one of the one of the problems that I have with mediumship, for example, I was talking to Veronica Velasquez um, last night, and she asked me, she goes, "Well, Storm, what do you, what is your particular issue with it?" And I said, "You know, Veronica, here is the deal. I see people all of the time." that are going to medium after medium after medium after medium to talk to their deceased relatives, and if you know that you can go to a medium next week to connect with your deceased relative, are you really going through the grieving process? That's my question. Mm -hmm. Um, Or are you blocking that off? Now, if you have unresolved issues, Jackie, with somebody that has passed on, um, you know, maybe that you did something to them or, uh, you know, the, the there wasn't the resolved, um, the issues were never resolved. I think that going to a medium and even just knowing that that spirit is there
1: uh-huh. can be
3: very, very healing. Mm-hmm. And that's where my divide is. And that's why I would like to hear what your ideas are in regards to... And,
2: and mediumship and working with spirits. Yeah. Now... Um... In the readings that I do, spirits will come through every now and again, and so I'm, I have I have differing points of view, and I haven't married them all together. How about that? Uh-huh. So I have different different wonders, different theories. Um, they're not proofs. Now, the one thing that I I know and I know to the core of my being is that spirit communication has nothing to do with the dead and everything to do with the living. Uh huh. Um, it is important to the living to understand it. Okay. So, and, and I'm talking about the, the mediumship of people who have recently passed on. I'm not talking about ancestor work.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Okay, so so my grandmother who passed on when I was um, seven years old, um, talking to her um, when I was nine, I, I'm not saying I did, but but um, somebody who's recently passed on and trying to connect with them, is more about you um, you needing um, some help in your grieving process uh-huh. versus something really important that needs to come through. And I, I could totally be wrong. I mean, I know that um, one of my first um, walks into mediumship was when my husband's grandmother, um, she was connected to all the furniture in, in my house that we had inherited from her. Uh-huh. And it was crazy. I started. Um, I, I brought up uh, a bed that I was going to give to my daughter, and as I was bringing up the bed frame, I, my body was vibrating, and I started feeling sick to my stomach. And I said, "Oh, we got to cleanse this," because I didn't know until I started cleansing it that that was the bed that she had passed away in. So yeah, I'm glad I didn't have my daughter sleep in that. So I'm, I'm smudging it, and all of a sudden, the smudge like consumed itself really fast and caught on fire. It was smudging just fine, and all of a sudden, I went. So then I got out um, a spirit board, and I started talking to her, and, and I had my sister Patty with me. And she was so connected to all of her things uh-huh. that she kept all the spirit board would say. It was really freaky. All the spirit board would say is, where's my money?
0: Uh-huh.
2: Where's my money? Because she had money scrolled away in safety deposit boxes and safes and under the mattress and into special hidden Oh, my board. God. Yeah. So so she was saying, where's my money, where's my money? So what what Patty and I did is that part of her spirit that was still cognizant and connected to all of her all of her possessions. We helped graduate. So there's that aspect of it. We helped her graduate. We helped her move on because she was still so connected to it. Now, when I've had clients who who I said, no, who's I'm, I'm doing a reading for him and I'm saying, I'm sensing this guy, blah blah blah. He's giving me a picture of a powder blue. Um, Chrysler car, blah blah blah, and she's like, "Oh my God, that's my dad!" And I said, uh-huh. "Oh, um, well." And I say, well, "Okay, Dad, what's, what's your message for your daughter?" And um, and it usually relates to what I'm seeing from them. Like his, it was about the powder blue car. It was a message for her about enjoying life. Uh-huh. Stop uh, waiting for the good stuff to happen. Make the good stuff happen for you. So that was like a specific message. And then sometimes I wonder about that specific message. Is that a message from the memory that you have of this person that you needed, that, that they left for you, the love that they left in your life? Uh-huh. The reason why I'm going back and forth with all of this stuff is is what I've come to understand how, how the soul works, and this makes sense to me. Um, Orion Foxwood, my friend, talks about how there's three parts to the soul. There's the part that is eternal, that is always connected with the divine.
0: Uh-huh.
2: There is the part that's the higher self that goes lifetime to lifetime. And I'm, I'm not using his exact words, I'm using my own understanding. So that, that holds the memories of, of the experiences, as I should say, of lifetime to lifetime. And then there's the part of that soul that stays here on earth, that, that has the earthly memories, the earthly emotional responses to things, the earthly reactions. the the one that studied for the bar and passed the bar test. You don't need um, Michigan law when you go back to the divine, right? Uh When you go back to the light, Michigan law is not important. So that part stays here. And um, that's the part that that we tap into when we're going to, say, collect graveyard dirt. Or that's the part that we tap into when we see a haunting or um, maybe some residual stuff. And I think that that can hold some consciousness. Like maybe... I wonder sometimes if maybe another soul part remains with it and remains a little stuck. So I get concerned with um, the ghost hunting. Now, uh-huh. it's not to say I don't want to go and experience this for myself and, and learn from an experience about this, like go and see it myself, because i got to tell you, when I'm in the waking world, when I'm in my day-to-day, I want to see this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want to turn around. I do not want a voice going through the phone going, hurry up. That. That does not do anything good for my stomach. So um, so I want to go experience this, some of this for myself because I've had a few experiences, but I want to go understand what, what people are getting out of all this ghost hunting stuff that they're doing. And I, I'm fascinated by it. I watch all the TV shows, but at times I look at this and I say, it's tur- it moved from validating people's phenomenon experiences into poking the bear at the zoo. Yeah. And so that's my problem with that. And I'm not even done talking about it, but I know we have to take a break.
3: Yeah, we have to take a break. Um, (laughs) Cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com. This month we do have all of the Halloween-ish type of candles that are available, Um, uh, the Witch's Brew, um, the Ghost Candles, um, uh, the Day of the Dead Candles,
2: And some little Wicked Witch
3: Mojo. Some Wicked Witch Mojo. All of that will be available um, this month on com. So cruise over there with your platinum card, because we know that you want to get lots and lots of candles to help keep our show on the air. And we thank you for your purchases in advance. And here is a little bit of Gautier. Mm Gautier. Welcome back, everybody, to Epic Magic. It is 5.03 in the afternoon here on the East Coast. That means it's 2.03 in the afternoon on the West Coast and every single hour in between. Again, remember to visit our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com. Now, Jackie, what do you think in regards to... um? Individuals that are compulsively kind of going to mediums in order to stay connected to their loved ones in real time. Is it memorandums? Is it, <laughs> I don't know, you know, telepathy? Um, what do you think about that?
2: Well, just like the same thing of, of the people who go see psychics over and over again um, to get a different answer or to. Um, but there's an imbalance. That's there's an absolutely an imbalance and potentially they need to let um soul parts of that person who's passed on go uh-huh. or maybe there's some of their soul parts that were so connected with them that are that that need to be let go of their own. Um there's times when I've I've worked with this one uh, several times where I have worked with someone and there's a piece of them that's grieving so much that experienced everything that th- that it wants to experience in this life and we let it go. We let it go, that soul part go back to the light, and then we get a new piece for them to fill in that spot, and then they can start to move on with their life.
3: That's very interesting. Now, what, if somebody is working with their Akashic Records in regards to passed-on relatives or things of that nature, what is that like,
2: Jackie? Well, what you get is um, you get kind of like a they're not actually in your akashic records because they're your akashic records and you can you're the only person who can be in there but there can be a representation of them and and that representation can kind of be connected connected to them and and they can shall we say for lack of a better word telepathically connect um and communicate with you through your But so there's
3: records. nobody else in your akashic records but you, that's kind of boring.
2: Well, it's your story. I mean, you 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 see other people's job I mean like for instance, in my Akash, if I was to go into my akashic records right now and and I needed to work out something with storm, I would see a representation of storm in my akashic records, and um, and that I would have to you know so 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 telepathically communicating with your higher self, we would work that out. So you, there's listen, your akashic records are, are not boring at all. On
3: Amazon. You
2: know. <laughs> it's way more fun than Amazon The stories are way more interesting You can have a daily serial Looking at all your past lives um, They're absolutely fascinating You can find all the Why, why are my friends with so and so Why did so and so bother me You can find a jack ton of information It's fun, it's exciting, it's wonderful I'm writing a book about it, you should buy it um, <laughs> Patty and I are writing a book about it And i got to tell you, she's a brilliant writer brilliant we had we we had to do several sessions of i really suck why am i bothering writing this book with you on both of our ends it was really funny (laughs) Uh, so um so yeah you can you can connect with somebody within your akashic records you can kind of connect your two akashic records to see what the interface is what the contract what the karma is between the two of you Uh now when you're going to talk you know you want to talk to you know uncle joe why do you want to talk to uncle joe well, I want to talk to Uncle Joe because I just wanted to thank him because he really helped me. So there's always a reason why you want to talk to that person. There's always an unresolved thing. Sometimes you want to talk to Uncle Joe to tell him he was a bastard.
0: Uh
2: huh. You know, and so whatever, and all the space in between. So, um, so just understand what it is you're healing, what it is you're doing, what it is you're you're um, making amends for, being empowered by. Um, you can absolutely do that in your Akashic records. Now, talking to the recently deceased, the people that you've known in your life, is very different than working with your ancestors.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Now, in in the traditions that I follow, and things that I've been taught, and my own tradition that I do, is I work with my ancestors to bring their knowledge forward, and and I do a lot of legacy work. Legacy work is on the positive and the negative legacy work is the things that you've inherited through your familial DNA uh-huh. genetic lines. Um but it's not just genetic. I mean, if you're adopted, I've seen you you actually get a two for if you're adopted, you get the genetic line and then you also um you get the karmic line of the family you're adopted into. That that's just another story which is absolutely fascinating. But um this this DNA connection that you have going back um further than you can ever contemplate uh-huh. brings a lot of power into your life. And and that's why and that's really the reason for this this time of year being the, the veil is the thinnest. That's that western European um tradition of this is being the time they communicate with the spirits. Uh-huh. Because the crops are dying, there's less to do, it's quieter. There's there's a whole energy around this process. So people are bored. A little bit. Okay. Um, they're done. They're done, and they're giving thanks. And um, we won't even go to Thanksgiving because that's bullshit. But um, that's that's a made up thing. But okay. but really, the the true Thanksgiving, the true time of gratitude, is right around this time of of the final harvest, Samhain, Halloween, however you want to say it. This is a true time of gratitude, and so you're being grateful to your ancestors for helping you get here, because you we're so so much closer. If we go back in our history, and I love um, the anthropological part of this, is that people were so tied to their ancestors um, because they were absolutely necessary. A lot of times, you were living in the same building that your great grandfather built, helped build, so so his essence is still there. Now, um. Ancestors became less and less important as we became a nuclear family. Uh-huh. But when we were that generational family, when you had many generations living there, so you had, you had, you know, great grandma, and then you had the the little baby. So great grandma was telling, telling the the five year old stories.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So it kept it all alive, and and we don't have that anymore. Which is, I think, why we are so needy of mediums right now. Because we don't have the stories anymore. We don't have the Uh ties to our past. And I think those ties to our past tell us where we're going tomorrow. And there is my lecture for today. What do you think?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: I I think in many ways that you're right. Um, Because, I mean, if you look at, um, we don't have bards running around doing mythological stories, at this particular point,
2: no, the myths are going way too fast, and they're getting confused. but here is
3: the interesting thing that there is There are this lovely little thing that was created in the thirties, twenties or thirties, cool. which are called comic books, right, which in many ways are modern game myths. Mhm They have the same bare bone um you know issues, you know um uh, superhero x who has gone through some form of difficulty and ended up on a hero's journey, is now battling the forces of evil and, um, uh, you know, going through this particular experience. So the myths, the bare bones of the myths are still there. Um, and I think that what we're seeing with with social media um, in this particular age is that it is still... The same particular myths, except you know, what people are fighting are corporations and idealisms, and um, you know, this person did this, and I don't think that it's necessarily right. Um, uh, but there's still that necessity, basically, to create stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing about the word myth, Jackie, that I think is extremely profound, um, is that. There's two definitions for it. One is an untrue story, and the other is a scheme or a plan. <laughs> and it is that scheme and or plan which I think is the most interesting of the two um, of the two definitions, um, because basically, you know, I think that mythic images and stories and things of that particular nature are basically, uh, you know, the bedrock of what connects us to the past, basically
2: yeah that's that's how we're taught
0: mm-hmm. see
2: we learn in stories we learn in for examples that's why um that's why they came up with story problems that were our bane in math class mm-hmm. because that's what makes it real. The story makes it real and when I teach and I teach in stories and i and I start telling other people's stories and I, I change the names of the guilty but when i when I start telling these different stories and I give for examples, that's why um there is there is the the holy books that are all about stories. Jesus taught them parables and mm-hmm. it's and that's how we learn because then it becomes relatable the the minute we're lectured at, we shut down
3: yeah, exactly.
2: You can watch a children's eyes just the light dim within them when you start lecturing them. actually, you can see that with adults' eyes too. <laughs>
3: So the next time that Rebecca is having a problem, you sit her down, Jackie, and say, you know, once upon a time, 4,000 years ago, there was a girl named Andromeda.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I do think our pop culture becomes our myth, mm-hmm. because um, we we speak in pop culture. We used to speak in myths. Um, used to speak in, and we would say, um, even our descriptive terms, you know, the words that we don't know the meanings for, like, what, what, what was that word all about? What mm-hmm. is what is, you know, I can't think of any at this moment because I'm trying to. But the, that, like, uh, I can't think of anything I'm gonna start trying to. But, you know, the, the saying that, where did that saying come from? Why why uh, in for a penny, in for a pound? What is that about? I came up with one. Um, that's our myths. That's our stories. It's our pop culture. It's how we speak. Mm-hmm. And so um, we and and we do it all the time. I mean, you know, if we start saying "honey boo boo," we we know we're talking about some trash. Word. Um, <laughs> but that's how people used to speak way back when. If you read some of the the more conversational tones, they would bring up different myths or the stories, the contemporary stories, the popular stories of that time, and they would become descriptive words. Yeah. Um, so I think that we're still very much needing that. So that's that's on the myth end, so then on the ancestral end and, and understanding where we've come from and why things work out the way they work out. We don't have our grandmothers um, at our back and call um, teaching us there's a reason why it happens like this and helping us through our grief. They are um they're gone, we don't they're they're living in another- if they're still alive, they're living in another state because people are having kids later and later, and I'm just not saying one thing is better than the other, I'm not judging it, I'm just showing uh-huh. you the difference and saying maybe this is why um we are so we're desperate for that connection, and maybe that's why the the mediumship is so popular right now, and why ghost hunting is so popular is we're looking for the connection with the other side, mhm.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that another reason why is because I think that as we move more into a scientific type of of culture in which the physical reality mm-hmm. um is becoming all the more important, that there is kind of a little bit of a divorce from that spiritual reality, um, for many people. Um mm-hmm. gods in this day and age, Jackie, are not, you know, found in the sky, they're usually found in laboratories. Um
2: I, I agree with you on that. We we um I also think we're desperate for that. Uh-huh. I think we're desperate for the spiritual side. We want to know that there is a larger, greater purpose to everything. And so we're looking for proof that we're not just a waste of cosmic energy.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And, and there are some people that are perfectly fine with us being a waste of cosmic energy. They're happy to live their life and experience what they experience and, and move on. And there's people who, who need more. I also think we're terrified right uh-huh. now because we've lost our connection on the whole, we're, no, let me rephrase this. They just, I just kind of heard in my head to rephrase this. We're resetting our connection with the light. Uh-huh. And some people don't know how to do that. They got lost in the process. Because we're going from, we, you know, when we look back in our history and, and the fear-based stuff, and, and we move from being a celebratory people uh, as a whole in in to being more fearful and then being back to celebratory so I see it cycle um, and we've stopped we're learning we're really we we are relearning how to celebrate life yeah rather than being punitive about our differences and I think we're in the messy middle of figuring that out
3: uh, Jackie what would somebody do if they wanted to begin to set up an ancestral
2: altar first you would get the ancestral spirit guide candle <laughs> Or the ancestral guidance candle, uh-huh. um, um, either one from from Coventry. Now you don't have to do that, but starting with candles, pictures, and an offering. Um, and the offering is usually something that your ancestors liked. Like my great grand, excuse me, my grandmother loved angel food cake. Sometimes I get the hanker and I where I need to buy her some angel food cake because she wants to talk to me. Um, they a lot of times that you get their favorite cigarette or, or their favorite booze um those types of things now there's different traditions different things that you would offer them based on what tradition you were following whether it was like more of a asian tradition or an african tradition or a uh-huh. celtic tradition but here's a couple things that they always start with um some an offering a light a type of light whether it's a lamp or a candle um something that means a lot to you and something that ma- meant a lot to them uh-huh. it starts as simple as that now in more of an african tradition they use chipped plates and torn white cloths because to them the color white was the, the spirit side it was the other side um the, the reason why you want it torn is to, to have the difference between this is what i do in my day-to-day life the living use the good stuff the dead use the broken stuff But in more of the Asian traditions, you put your most perfect piece, you give it to your ancestors. And you give them fake money. Fake money? Fake money. In in more of the Asian tradition, you put fake money on your altar, which would be high up in your living area, um, if you were going from an Asian tradition, and you put fake money up there to give them money. So then they make real money in your in your life.
3: Oh, interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, in the African traditions, you put your ancestors by the ground because they're buried in the ground. So it's all in the cosmology uh-huh. of, of what you believe. Um, I know Patty, um, when she put together her ancestor altar, it's in her kitchen because in our world, we, the kitchen was the center of the house. Uh-huh. Um, and where everybody congregated, she put it by the sink. She put it in an area that that she would remember to to work with it, but she didn't want it on the floor.
0: Yeah.
2: And that w- that worked for her. My ancestor altar came to work because I moved and there's no room for it in my house, and I didn't want it kicked because literally it would be kicked because my new house is so small.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so I brought it to work, and it needs. And they're telling me right now it needs to be moved because I've totally forgotten about it and I've got my back to it. So, so I'm gonna move it to a different part of of my office so I can see it and use it um but it it's um it all in what makes sense to you, and really, the point is honor them, bring pictures of them in there i have um let's see on my ancestor altar, I have um uh, pictures of my aunt and my uncle who just recently passed,
0: uh-huh.
2: my uncle who I loved talking with, and he was he always was laughing and he brought a lot of joy into everybody's life. He loved to play Euchre so I have um the perfect Euchre run all glued together for him. Um, I have um my uncle I have an uncle who who passed who had a very successful business that he started from scratch he was a locksmith, so I have an undone lock there. So it's all, you know, what, what makes sense to what you want them to bring into your life. Uh-huh. I have um uh, so it just you can I can go on and on of why have what where, but um but it just needs to make sense. And this is the perfect time to make that connection. Giving them light helps them find you. Having an altar for them, and this is the part where people go, Why do I need an altar for them? Because it gives them a point of communication. It's like a telephone line. You can step out your front door and start yelling for your buddy, but everybody named Joe is going to say, What do you want? So, so, but if you have a telephone line and you know Joe's direct connection, you have a way of communicating with them. And you have a place where where you're honoring them. And that's the point of having an altar versus just saying, oh, i got a picture of Aunt Mary up here. Well, Aunt Mary doesn't know if you're giving her that cup of coffee or that cup of coffee is for you. And so, and when you make a food offering, it doesn't have to be there for a very long time. It can be there just for about like 15 minutes. Uh-huh. Half hour while you're eating dinner, um, offering them coffee is a great uh, medium. Um, it's a communication. It's a, it's a, has a great energy for communicating with ancestors. So putting a fresh cup of coffee down there for them or on your altar for them, while you have your cup of coffee, is a great time to just chat with them. Uh-huh. See how they talk to you. Um did I answer your question about altars. Yeah,
3: that is uh, that is fascinating. Now, um what kind of candles do you tend to put on yours?
2: Um I put uh white candles on mine. I have right now I have a peace candle on my altar because I needed um I needed the rough edges smoothed out in my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I was getting worried and stressed about some things. Oh, by the way, I also have a Bible on my altar cuz most of my ancestors are were Christian. Mhm. So I put a Bible on there for them. Even though I'm not, I put it on there for them. There's power in that. Yeah. Um I've done white seven day candles. But white is the color I like to use for my ancestors. That's I really connected with that being the spiritual color. Um, but I since I make candles and they work so well. Spirit guide candle. Spirit guide ancestral candle I put on there and boy when I light that candle on my ancestor altar, they get really chatty. I also like to put a glass of water on there. One of the things that in in the spiritism movement is that if you want to do a seance, you have nine glasses of water. Mm -hmm. And you let the glasses of water sit for a while before you do the seance or do the um, uh, spiritual mass for them. Mm -hmm. And I've been to those, and you can watch the bubbles form on the sides of the glass as they're talking to you.
3: Oh, my God, interesting. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. I know a little bit more about this than I thought I did.
3: (laughs) Well, we're done.
2: We are. I know. That was fast. Wow.
3: We're done. Next week we're going to be talking about the spirit world, like channeling and uh, other forms of uh, really interesting uh, information. Um, I'll get Jackie to talk about Lama Dama and Black Mm -hmm. Hawk and all these other kinds of spirits, So you'll want to make sure that you tune in next week um, at 4 p.m., um Eastern time on Tuesday um, make sure that you cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com dot com and visit our sponsor and also you can get a reading with Jackie um, uh, at that particular uh, uh, at that particular time um, and go over and schedule a consultation with her for her um, readings schedule a consultation with her in regards to candles. Um, all that it is that you would like Jackie to do for you, Akashic Records, all kinds of stuff, um, go over to www.startsestavani.com, which is my website. And um, also you can follow us on Twitter at Keep It Magic, Keeping It Magic on Facebook. And also you can go to our website, Keep It Magic. Like I said, next week we'll be talking about the spirit world. um, So you'll definitely want to tune in for that show. And in the meantime, Jackie, what do they need to do?
2: They need to keep it magic.
3: And everybody speak life. We'll talk to you next week.